0: Super Brawl, Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called, what is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out, you every day of his life, just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! <laughs> New York City Ric Flair. Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what hard is all about! I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say, thank you very much.
1: Make, it, make a, it, make a, a good, good, good choice. Good I hate dogs. Hit
0: the dog. Yeah. We, we love, love you, Scottsdale. Today, woo, I've got the star and profile like never before
2: you guys talk about being students of the game
0: i am the
2: game jr all right there you go biggie your new wwe champion oh man good stuff going on good stuff going on everywhere what is up everybody it is dirty dude i am box man and across from me the sultry the sexy the smarky the smark walberg what's up smark
1: Ooh, what's
2: going on oh i see you even went a little sultry there i like that see See,
1: mm-hmm. it's very quiet storm tonight. I think.
2: Ah, there you go. Yeah, it's been um been some interesting shit going on on my end, obviously, but uh, I'm all right. I'm gonna live. I hope uh, hope everyone's all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> I won't allow it. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm gonna live. They, uh, I, I went back to the doctor today, so. Obviously, if anyone saw some pictures on the Hollywood Hangout, I was at the hospital Friday night. Um, but uh, it was rough, but I'm all right. I'm gonna be fine. I'll I'll make it. They think it might be my gallbladder giving out on me, kind of like blowing a head gasket. Ooh. About the same, you know. You start getting bile where it's not supposed to be, and you, know, you blow a head gasket. You get oil where it ain't supposed to be. Kind of the same thing in your body. I think it might be that, so my doctor today was like, okay, no more spicy foods, no more alcohol, no more soda, no more this, I'm like, no more fun, what the fuck, man, al- al- well, I told my wife, fuck that, I got, like, a case of beer out there, it's getting drank this weekend, okay. <laughs> I will take the pain, I will take whatever happens, that shit's getting fucking drank, but, uh, so Mark, I guess I'll go ahead and real quick say I did not watch must wrestling this week it has been a busy week for me. And today was my son's 13th birthday. I now have a teenager in my house. Does that mean I can smack him yet?
1: Oh yeah. No, you live in Texas. you you're, you're fine. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure it's okay at this point. Um, but yeah, we just went for uh we just went for hibachi man.
1: Good shit. Good,
2: good, good food.
1: It mm, does mm. sound very good, yes.
2: Yeah, it was. It was expensive, but it was good food. I mean, I forget we've got, you know, five of us now, really four and a baby. Baby doesn't eat much, but it was a hundred dollar dinner. Yeah. 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 But it was worth it. It was good. It was. It was really good. I had chicken and shrimps, Mark.
1: Hmm. I like me some chicken. I, usually, I don't usually go with the shrimp. I usually go with like maybe chicken to go to, but then maybe like some steak or some pork or something like that. Yeah, I think you said you weren't a seafood fan, weren't you? Not too much. I will from time to time. There, There's a Mexican place here that you, they just basically put every meat known to man in a fucking tortilla and hand it to you. Put some pineapples on top. I, I love that. You get some steak. You get some chicken. Uh, they have some shrimp in there. That's what made me think of, sh- of that when you said shrimp. So they have all just all, all the fucking meats imaginable. They have chorizo on there, some Ooh. pork. It's just mm, Well,
2: You're talking me into this, man. This sounds good.
1: Oh, it's fucking wonderful. It is wonderful,
2: absolutely. Might skip the pi- you know what? Pineapple on half. I'll try it. If it's good, I'll get well, it next time. That that that's what I would it's, do.
1: It's not in it. It's on it. So if you don't oh. like the pineapple, you could like try it with it. And if you don't like it, you know it's not in the rest of the burrito. So you could just have as much of or as little of it as you'd like. Oh, no, I think I could deal with the juice.
2: That's fine. That that that's different. But you meant they threw pineapple on it, which I mean that you know, not the worst thing. But um, no big deal. No big deal. Oh, look at SBC spamming the chat. Spam, 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 spam.
1: <laughs> there you go. that That's the perks of getting in early. He, he can take up as much room in the chat as he pleases. <laughs>
2: I guess so. <laughs> All right. Ah, uh, shit. And uh, you know what? We might as well bring it up real quick on here, Smart, Since I'm going to be bringing it up in just a minute anyway. Fucking legend Norm McDonald, man.
1: Gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did see that yesterday. That that is really sad. The guy kept cancer from the public for ten years, man. <laughs> it, it didn't it wasn't really noticeable either. He didn't look like he was all that, you know, it just looked like maybe he lost a little bit of weight, but outside of that looked like he was aging. Yeah. I mean who doesn't? We all do. Exactly. Exactly.
2: But uh, yeah, man, cancer finally ate him up. But uh, in Norm's honor, I'll do dirty work Friday night for the Hollywood Hangout.
1: There you go. I was yeah. all
2: set to do something else, but uh, I'll do that next week instead.
1: I dig it. I dig it. I saw that the uh, his show on Netflix. I just saw that. I got it bookmarked. I'm going to, well, not bookmarked, but I have it on the queue. So I'm going to, going to try to burn through that this week.
2: Yeah. And I think there's more of those coming out with him also that are already mm-hmm. in the can. So, uh, there you go. Thought I'd uh, just break that out of the way. A little plug for Hollywood hangout there coming up Friday night. And, um, speaking of plugs, we'll go ahead and get the rest of them out of the way. Of course. Give me one sec, a little volume on the music little music all right of course that means what you're going to be wanting to listen to the high marks where are you going to listen to the high marks mixer.com slash metal mitt network that's right two t's and mitt mixer.com slash metal mitt network sundays 8 30 p.m eastern time Check them out. And while you're checking that out, go check out the Inhumans. there on the Inhuman Experience. It's Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades. Check them out and subscribe wherever you get podcasts from. And, of course, the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Check out Eric, Doug, and Daniel over there. They are always having a good time. Check him out on Blog Talk Radio and wherever you get podcasts from. And of course Stephen Milani's sharing the show and we do appreciate it. He's over there reviewing films also on Letterboxd, P-O-X-D.com, slash Stephen Milan two L's in Milan. And you guys know where to find us. Spreaker, iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, everywhere you find
1: you got it mondays 8 30 on the mental med podcast network on the mixling machine It's cheese and sports with the cheese man gee whiz luke birch met and myself i highly recommend you guys check out this week's episode it was luke's birthday he got drunk and we made fun of him for about three hours what more could you want Anyway, Sunday is 10.30 a.m. on the Metal Mid Podcast Network, also on the Mixler Machine. It is the Mo Dirk City Machine Guns with Mojo and with Dirk. Last but never least, be sure to check out our friends at Planet R- Rack-on-Tour. It's the Planet Rack-on-Tour podcast with Poppy Anta, Papa Papadeus and Sierra and Young Nasty. All 16 episodes of Season 1 are available for you. Season 2 is rolling out as we speak, so be sure to subscribe. Oh, yeah. There you go, all right, so we can
2: drop that down that little music. we can stop that music all right um as I said, I have not watched a ton of wrestling. I've watched enough I think to uh to get through um what we need to here. I did see biggie when that uh win the title and i, I mean, have I not been pushing with this guy since like? early last year. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I am so happy they decided to pull the trigger on this. I'm a little surprised that he did it, uh, went over to raw and decided to do that, but that's pretty fucking cool. You know, kind of, uh, kind of new day
1: getting back together a little bit. Yeah. A little bit like that. I mean, I guess they had been teasing it a little bit Monday afternoon. It seemed like a combination of things. Sort of depends on who you want to believe, but they were saying the overall kind of vibe that they're putting out or th- what they're, they're, they've been saying is that they were trying to do this ahead of football because mm-hmm. they knew Monday night was going to be the first Monday night football game of the year. So they wanted to do something that they thought were are going to get some ratings on in there, which uh didn't exactly work based on what I've seen, no. but they wanted to shake things up. You got Monday Night Football breathing down their necks. AEW has been doing a lot of cool shit. So they needed a shot in the arm, and this is what they went for. And I, I, I've been digging it. I like it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I, you know, it's only only been a few days, but um, I think it's pretty cool. I'm liking it, too. Like I said, I've been pushing for this guy to be champion for a long time. Now I would, I would put this guy on every goddamn TV show that will fucking take him. Every single one. I would have him on every fucking morning talk show. Mm -hmm. That's what I would do.
1: That's me. I've been saying since like THT days that I think that he's got what it takes to lead a company in this way. And even more so, it's kind of interesting just sort of how much things have changed since the beginning. Like I remember we've talked about it. You've talked about it. I've talked about it. We've all talked about it. Like back when they started rolling out those new day vignettes where you had people who were kind of excited because there was kind of the, the rumors floating around that they might've been a sort of new nation of domination that obviously didn't end up taking shape. Mm-hmm. But then the first couple of vignettes came and then they debuted and I never felt sorry for somebody being in a stable before, but I felt bad for all three of these guys because it went over like a fucking lead balloon. It did. Like I just remember how it was just nobody liked it. Like they didn't get a reaction at all. It was fucking crickets. It was just terrible. Like I, I thought all three were done. Right. And I just felt so bad for them. Just how how much they've managed to turn it around from where they started. You know, the multi time tag team championship reigns. You know, Kofi ended up getting his world title shot or world title push. You got Biggie getting his world title push. Yeah. Like They've come such a long way.
2: Yeah, I mean, literally the chance literally went from New Day sucks to New Day rocks. Mm -hmm. And the crowd got into it. Eventually they turned the crowd. You know, all three of them did because all three of them just kept putting 100% into it. In my opinion, this is kind of what, I mean, in my feeling, this is what, you know when someone's putting 100%. When you've got all three guys putting 100% into a
1: gimmick like that, it, It's almost got to get over. (laughs) They did a good job of pivoting. They did a good job themselves of being self-aware in the company of letting them Mm -hmm. because they, you know, they came out and they were supposed to be cool. But it was just, just started off being really hokey. And then they just decided to be as hokey as possible as heels. And it worked for them in a big way.
2: Next thing you know, they're selling rainbow dildos you wear on your head.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we no. about a couple of them. Well, little Thors, if you will. That's it. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I used to go to a bar that had some, the, a little, little two-foot dildo hanging from the ceiling named Thor. <laughs> nice. Charlie's Rustic Bay Inn. I bet it's not even a, around anymore, this place. <laughs> well... I'll give it a quick Google. Let's find out. Full hardcore porn in Fort Lauderdale. Full hardcore porn on the TVs. It was literally in a warehouse district. I think I might have told you this before.
1: You've you probably mentioned it in some form or fashion at one point. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it's, <sighs> it, it's literally in a warehouse district. You know, those little small warehouses that look kind of like, you know, uh, storage sheds. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what it's in. And it's just in the middle of a couple of warehouses and. That's
1: what it was. Mm. What's up? Well, birthday, see, boy? According to our friends here at opencorporates.com, Charlie's rustic bay in INC is currently inactive.
2: Inactive. I figured it was closed. It was a lot of bad stuff going on at that place. So, I mean, not when we were there, of course. hmm. Well, of course not. Love you. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Um, yeah, that place was uh, a little rough. <laughs> a little oh, rough. All the
1: best places are.
2: A little rough. But I still don't know how my buddy found it. I never asked. I never asked. All I know is w- we, we used to stay after closing, and there were fun times there. Good little bar. Good little bar. Had good times there, man. Good times. Good times at that bar. Times I'm not going to talk about. Times I'm times i probably should have got tested Mark.
1: uh yeah it never man. hurts
2: and i don't mean covid okay let's just keep going from there i guess uh but yeah yeah um how did we get from big e to that um
1: the dildos dildos are a bridge to everything ah uh, that's
2: right we were talking about the, the the unicorn horn the rainbow uh unicorn horn um No, I mean, look, they turned out to be awesome merch sellers. And you're right. I mean, Kofi had his little run for a little while there. Then, you know, multiple tag team runs for him in different, you know, I think Biggie and Xavier had a run or and then Xavier and Kofi had a run. I think they just mixed it up.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, if you think about how often they like to break up tag teams and like, how you know how the lack of longevity that a lot of tag teams have, like within WWE specifically, they love putting people over there, like saying that you know the people that are wrestling now are the best this or the best that. There's a genuine case based on just how long they've been there and how much they've accomplished, just there specifically, that you genuinely could say they might be the best tag team that's been there, uh, you know. You're right.
2: And, you know, you're right. For WWE now, it's definitely rare for them to be keeping not only tag teams, but a stable as long as they did together. Mm -hmm. A three-man stable, which, I mean, that's like, my God, they're usually gone. One of the guys is usually gone very quickly. And uh, they went, you know, they went a couple of years, and they've all had their runs, and now Big E is getting his shot. And um, like I said, man, I was happy. It was awesome seeing Xavier and Kofi run out there and, you know, congratulate them. And uh, the people were obviously on online were congratulating the hell out of this guy in WWE and beyond. Um, I forget who it was. Someone said that uh, Brody would have been proud, which uh, I got to admit that uh, that choked me up a little bit. <laughs>
1: It yeah, did. i've been seeing a lot of that biggie tweeted that out himself that it was for brody and there was a somebody had made like a nice little image online line of him just kind of like being in the ring and like looking down on him and shit so that, that was cool
2: yeah kind of like fading away a little bit yeah Look, looking down when biggie is looking at the title i did see that that was that was that was pretty cool pretty cool whoever did that um pretty fucking awesome right there but uh i don't know man i guess we'll have to just wait and see what goes on with Big E now but like i said i would plaster that guy on every television morning television show that would have him fucking family feud put him on family feud mm-hmm. there you go he can tell those dirty answers that they like to hear
1: there's actually if on youtube right now I believe it's 92 or so. I don't remember the exact year, but there's two full episodes of WWF Family Feud Edition. So you got oh. like Randy Savage, you got Tatonga, you got just kind of anybody that you would expect to have been there in the early 90s. Shawn Michaels is on there too. It's good shit.
2: Nice. Pretty fucking awesome there. Might have to watch one of those one night. Um, Never know. Never know. But... Uh, Let's see,
1: Mark. 93. It was 93. Sorry. All right. Anything else? um, Did you see Raw? I saw that part of it. There was also the, um, I don't know why, but I almost called her Ronda Rousey. Charlotte Flair and uh, Shayna Baszler had a match, and it was not good. (laughs) The timing was off. They fucked up some spots. It was just, wasn't great. wasn't great. Dude, I think Shayna's just had it. I think Chad, that's a good. I'm actually glad you said that because I was sitting there thinking. I was like, you know, if I was in her position, I would just fucking ride the storm out. Yeah. I would just until that contract is up. I would just show up and do as little as possible.
2: Just um, I mean, just sit there thinking like she's thinking. She's like, I could, I could, I could snap these bitches in half.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Almost every fucking just looking around, every fucking one of these bitches. And they got me losing matches with roll ups. What the fuck am I doing here? Right? I don't know. I could see her going
1: back to MMA. Who knows? I don't know about that. She's well, I mean, that doesn't mean anything now because you've got like Bellator and other companies like that, but Mm -hmm. and UFC's always looking for people to just pad out fight night cards and shit like that. But she's she's kind of up there in age at this point. Not in terms of just like in terms of athletic, compit, you know, competition, because I think she's—I want to say forty-two, forty-three, maybe. Well, they could put her against the Paul, one of the Paul brothers. <laughs> there you go. That's always <laughs> that's always a surefire recipe for success. <laughs>
2: uh, didn't one of the Paul brothers call out Conor McGregor at one point?
1: Yeah, that's that's a <laughs> whole thing. Uh, 41 by the way that's that'll probably happen at some point i just and i did like i I, I think we've we might have talked about it on this show i've i've talked about it with somebody about this before um i don't want to be the person that does it you know being the wrestling fan i have sort of empathy in situations like this but you nobody I, i i refuse to believe that anybody that's buying these jake paul logan paul fights actually believe that they're seeing legitimate competition like they're even marketed as exhibitions in and of themselves, right? So it's like this shit is clearly worded. Like, come on, now. I mean, if we saw
2: Rocky Three, we know what an exhibition looks like. You know, mm-hmm. that that was an exhibition for charity against Thunderlips,
1: yeah. aka Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Did you tie it back around. What? Yeah. Yeah. Was Listen, that? see, there you go, tying it back around. There you go.
2: Sounds like you just, like, swallowed your mic. I did. I got
1: a little bored. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you said Thunder Lips, and I was like, I'll show you what Thunder Lips looks like. I'm this <laughs> week. The ultimate man
2: against the ultimate meatball. God, that was a good movie. He was great in that movie. I'm sorry, man. Even had a little hair still. hmm The uh steroids hadn't completely kicked in yet.
1: My absolute all time favorite Alec Hogan performance is like there's he's cutting this promo okay. right before the Halloween Havoc match with the giant where he they do the fucking sumo monster truck thing. And he tells him he's saying that this like eight year old kid Who's having like a double kidney transplant tells tells him him being Hawk Hogan that he needs to belly up to the bar and take on the giant. No, no eight year old child has ever told anyone that they needed to belly up to the bar.
2: I No, I'm agreeing with that. Um,
1: I have an eight year old, and if he said that, I would look at him and go, "What." i want to know what type like an kind of old-timey fucking sick child hawk hogan's talking to this is just always makes me laugh because he just there's no way in hell that interaction happened he just used some fictional dying child to get over his face this little kid named ricky man mm-hmm. well he wrote a whole fucking song about it too i was just this coming from my audition
2: heavy. i was coming from my audition with metallica for the bassist um and uh, this little kid walked up to me. <laughs> Belly up to the bar, Hulk. Take on Andre, you little pussy. Okay. <laughs> I said, oh, brother, watch your language. Eat your vitamins. <laughs> Stay away from blacks. I mean, oh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> what did your dad just say? Oh, okay. That was me. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Anyway. that was hulk hogan talking not terry Bollea. let's just let's just clear that up right now by the way
1: that <laughs> <laughs> was part of his heel turn was he suddenly became racist
2: yes that was the, that that was hollywood hulk hogan absolutely mhm I, I i put some paint on my face just to do that the fuck was that Dang. what the fuck was the paint? i you know if I, I if there was one question i was ever able to ask hulk hogan i would go hogan during the NWA days. The fuck was with the paint in the face, man? He did make some weird choices. I mean, everything else was fine,
1: but he, like, painted in a beard. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly an iconic look. I don't know if it's necessarily a good one. I mean, I, I mean, I'm
2: sure there's many more questions you could ask him, like, you know... Do you talk to Bubba the Love Sponge anymore? His wife? Anyone? Um, But, you know, I'd go with the face paint, probably.
1: I will say if there's any good thing that you can say about him is he's an awfully devoted father because he did stop mid-stroke to answer a phone call from his son. (laughs) He, He did. Like, I'm not taking a family call if I'm doing it by myself, let alone if I'm inviting company over. (laughs) <laughs> he really did He stopped like, oh, it's my boy Nick. Hold on, brother Nick then paralyzed another one. Oh no, uh, get the pocketbook out.
2: Damn, you're rough tonight, smart you're a rough, you're a little rough tonight, a little rough, a little rough. Maybe yeah. uh maybe we should get into some wrestling. uh <laughs> perhaps perhaps we should uh, you know what? Why don't we do this? We started with all out last week, I believe, and why don't we jump into the big dog, Dave Meltzer? According to the four, the that's what the four three four calls him, the big dog, Dave Meltzer, has given his ratings for the all out matches. Mm. One, I agree with, absolutely agree with, um, and you know what I kind of agree with most of these and you know again I don't take these fucking dead serious this is Dave's opinion and Dave's listeners viewers whatever you want to call them so here we go we had the uh, HFO the Hardy family office versus uh, and the uh, and the best friends and Jurassic Express remember that match right 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 mm-hmm. alright I gave it three stars Three stars. Yeah. Miro versus Eddie Kingston. Um, four stars. I like that. I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty fucking good right there. I, think that, that, I, I did like that match. Enjoyed the shit out of that match. We got the Moxley and Kojima match. He uh, he kept that with four stars also. This one, I'm not 100% sure. Britt Baker, Chris Statlander, also a four-star
1: match to Dave.
3: Uh,
1: I gotta be honest, my uh, television monitor kept cutting out, so I didn't see that much of that. From what I saw, it looked good, but four stars, three and a half stars, whatever. Yeah, and again, I'm not sitting here like, this fucking idiot. Nah, whatever. This is Dave's opinion.
2: So, I mean, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, with three and a half, four, I mean, is a half a star really a big fucking deal at this point? Um, No, not really. Uh, Now, here's where we... Here's where we get a little astronomical. Uh, we got the young Brux, uh the young bucks, the young bucks and the Lucha Brothers. Uh, they had the cage match. Five and three quarter stars.
1: Hmm. Isn't this from on a scale of one to five? <laughs> yes, but he's he's gotten fancy with it over the years, because mm-hmm. he gave one of the Kenny Omega Okada matches like a seven and a half stars, some weird shit. So now he's just arbitrarily tacking on extra stars and half stars according to his whimsy.
2: I'm 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 thinking this is like he had either like like after five, I think it's how much of a boner he had. This is like <laughs> three quarter chub right here. During the mm-hmm. match. So five and three quarter stars. If he only had a half one on probably would have been five and a half stars. So I, I believe that anything after five is just, you know, where the boner is at this point.
1: Of course.
2: I think I'm reaching. Um, well, no, he was reaching. <laughs> bad choice of words there, too. Okay. The woman's casino battle royale. He only gave that three stars.
1: That damn sexist.
2: Mm, I mean, you know, yeah, the debut of Ruby Riot. She wins. I thought it was... Uh, I mean, look, was it a clusterfuck? Yes. And I guess it's hard to really give a star rating to a battle royal with so many people in it. Because, I mean, you know, it just is. I mean, you know, in, even in a three-way match, you got three people there to judge. Now you got 21. Mm-hmm. So... All right, three stars. Maybe he got tired. Obviously, no chub.
1: Well, yes, he he was wiping himself down at this point. In the
2: show. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. He was tired for this part.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason,
2: that uh, meme of the of the guy just of the South Park guy with all the jizz all over himself on the computer just for some reason popped in my head when you said that.
1: Uh, oh of course yes old randy marsh but his his room was way cleaner than meltzer's because just, just cleaning up the room wiping it down <laughs> just
2: just his Clorox wipes everywhere <laughs> there,
1: there's there's plastic just everywhere in that house just all over the computer chair with the monitor uh
2: dave i can sell you that plastic by the roll just want you to know that um anyway uh, he goes to Costco. Fuck it, oh dude, dude, I, 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 I can sell you a thousand foot rolls of that shit. I'm telling you now. Look, it, it's, it's Wrestle Kingdom
1: weekend. I'm going to need a lot of plastic. That's all I'm going to say. Call the packaging guy, man. I'm telling you now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'll hook you up, Dave. I'll hook you up, brother. Hook you up. Hook you up. Uh, I'll even ship it to you. Ship it to you. MJF, Chris Jericho, three and three quarter stars. I'm telling you, if they didn't add that last stipulation at the last minute, I think that would have been a better a match. I swear to God, they telegraphed it, man. Everyone knew Jericho wasn't fucking losing. Jericho was definitely going to be wrestling in AEW. There's plenty more shit for him to to do. There's plenty more guys for Jericho to put over, which is what he's fucking there for.
1: Yeah, yeah I
2: could see that. So, I, you know my opinion right there so I you know obviously sorry if I get uh, a little rambly I haven't had a beer since last Monday
1: (sighs) I'm tired see it's been about three days or so for me since I've had anything to drink
2: oh I haven't had anything since last 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 weekend Last Sunday night, actually, was the last time I had anything. So that Sunday is when my stomach started getting a little upset, and I was like, I'll give it a couple of days. And I couldn't even drink. My stomach was hurting so bad. I didn't want to drink. And then, next thing you know, I'm just, now it's constantly hurting. And, like I said, I'm going to live. Uh, anyway, CM Punk Darby Allin, smart obviously, you know. I thought it was a great match. He stuck with the three and the three-quarter stars there also. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't exactly the longest match. CM Punk's first match back after seven years. Still a good match. Um, and I, Yeah. Yeah. Now, we get to the old Paul White versus QT Marshall match. Dave, I'm with you here, brother. One star. One star. One star.
3: <laughs> Very fair.
2: Very fair. Very fair. Listen, they both made it to the ring. That's probably a half a star and a half a star right there. Just both getting down to the ring and the bell ringing. That's probably worth a half a star to Dave right there. Each. To me, it's
1: just basically verification that the match began and ended, and nobody got seriously hurt.
2: Correct. There you go. There you go. I think that's all right. So we'll go a quarter and a quarter for getting to the ring, a quarter and a quarter for finishing it. We get one star. I like it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to admit, this surprised me a little bit here, this last one. Kenny Omega, Christian Cage, four and a quarter. Let's be honest here. Meltzer's, a, uh, Meltzer's an Omega mark. Sure. He really is, which I believe is probably where the four already, you know, just having Kenny Omega in a match is is, is four right there. Probably you know it's Dave, Dave Meltzer. You know, come on. But I don't know, man. I I I like this match. I think Christian. I mean, look, Christian was doomed from the start. The way they, the way Paul White. Let's you know, well, let's let's blame Paul White for coming out there, Hall of
1: Fame material signing, best ever, blah blah. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that you said this because the actual truth to this is just that Tony Khan's a really big Christian fan. He's always said that, but I want to believe now the, the alternate version of reality that I'm choosing to subscribe to is that Paul White went out there and specifically over-exaggerated just to bury him. <laughs> Where He's like, Oh no, he's great. You're going to love him. Biggest signing ever. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And then, and
2: then, and then. Three months down the road, here I'm CM Punk strolling the fuck on in. Oh God, man! Christian's mm-hmm. an afterthought at this point. I, I'm I'm sorry, man. That uh, he was doomed from the start, it, almost set up to fail. Which I don't think he's doing. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I I'm a fan of Christian too. I actually thought Christian had a lot more than they always gave him. I I. You know, he was always just part of something or this or that or being the shit on guy. I like Christian. And I like this match. I'm just a little shocked Dave had it this low, to be honest with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all well that ends well. I mean, he's a talented guy. I'm not trying to take that away from him. And I think he rounds out the roster well. But I think now that we've actually gotten some of the big name signings that people were perhaps anticipating and hoping for that, you know, maybe things go a little bit more smooth for him, you know, down the line.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. We just got two real Hall of Fame-worthy signings mm-hmm. in CM Punk and uh, Brian Danielson. Almost called him Daniel Bryan. Almost did it. Almost it's did hard it. It's to do. Almost did it. It is. It's hard not to call Paul White Big Show. hmm You know? and I, I mean, again, everyone makes fun of fucking Jim Raw. He worked with the guy. Right. It's got to be even harder for him. I mean, it's hard for most of us
1: <laughs> right now, but... <laughs> what if just like Sympathetically every time that he you know Jim Ross called him the big show Tony Shavani Just called him the giant Like see it <laughs> happens to everyone Now we've it, It's through. like the scene in uh, Fucking the Adam Sandler movie Where he pretends to pee his pants too <laughs> Billy Madison
2: Yeah Norm MacDonald happens to be in that movie
1: See yeah. yeah There
2: you go I was thinking about doing that one But I went with Dirty Work because he's got a much better part in that movie, much bigger part. It was basically his movie.
1: Right.
2: So, but uh there you go. That's old, uh that's old Meltzy Meltzer's uh, star ratings right there. Not too bad. Not too no.
1: bad. Not no, I guess like you were saying I you agree with kind of most of them, and I, I do as well. It's nothing too outlandish. I mean, really, I mean, I, I would
2: have just completely skipped the Paul White QT Marshall match altogether. I'd be like, oh, that, I
1: did? It happened? What? What's the first match to get a frown face emoji <laughs> <laughs> Just
2: gets a crying emoji and <laughs> put it.
1: He fucking calls in Andrew's area to pitch head for him.
2: Just put a toilet and a piece of piece of fucking wood breaking.
1: Piss break.
2: Took a piss break for this one. There you go. There you go. Let's just get that story out of there right now <laughs> all right okay where uh where to go from there why did i have that story up there two times it, it, it meant a lot to you apparently or i sent it to myself i did and i will now close it again while wow, it's even less for us to talk about at this point um all right, I, you know, I, I guess since we're talking about all out, real quick, let me just bring this up real quick, Mark. It did generate well over is the quotes that are being used, well over two hundred thousand pay per view buys. Nice. So I think that's pretty goddamn good in this you know day and age of how pay per view is is working, and I don't it it doesn't say that that includes. Um, any of the online, you know, well, I'm sure this includes Fight TV, probably, right?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, I'd imagine it would.
2: But I believe there's a couple other ways to get their pay-per-views, I think.
1: I mean, I wouldn't know of such ways, but... <laughs> but. Um,
2: well, I mean, you're never going to calculate that ways, Mark. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that that's actually kind of a point that I wanted to make about that, was I... I was seeing a lot of people online, a lot of people who I know perfectly well has, or have other like alternatives and ways to access the show saying straight up. And I believe a good majority of them that they bought the show and then like, you know, two or three hours later is saying that, you know, it was the best pay-per-view purchase that they ever spent the best 50 bucks they ever spent, whatever. Like there, the lack of buyer's remorse. Everybody is saying that they felt good about in today's day and age where, you know, such things are so readily available for far less price that they didn't regret their decision at all. I think that speaks volumes too. Yeah, definitely.
2: It's always funny seeing people in the stream saying how they just spent money well spent. Um, <laughs> You know, Sitting there in a stream. Hey, that I, I, money well spent. You goddamn right it was. Um, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, two hundred thousand is very good. It looks like the uh, original estimate that they were looking for was about one hundred and thirty-five thousand. Um, so they well over overdid their estimate. And that was uh, right from the mouth of Tony Khan on Busted Open Radio. I guess he has a weekly segment on that show.
1: Something like that.
2: Yeah, well, good for him. Um, but they are saying that 200,000 right now is a low end estimate, and the actual buy rate will be higher when it's known in a few months. So we'll have more on that when it comes out. But that's the estimate right now.
1: Hmm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So, man, they uh, listen, you had CM Punk coming back, you know. St- sting you had uh, you know there were talk of brian danielson coming in there were talk of adam cole coming in There was a lot of talk you had a lot on this show man like i said this show just kept fucking giving and giving and giving and giving and giving it was great it was a great fucking show and they sold it with the week you know a couple weeks before with bringing in punk on rampage it was smart it was very fucking smart what they did
1: right yeah, and I mean, they're always pretty good with this, but you know they did a good job of like building up the matches in advance, too. It wasn't one of those situations where it's like, oh, hey, we realized we got a fucking pay-per-view in two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. Sorry. Nah, it happens. It happens.
2: Oh, no. I'm, I came home and passed out for an hour before we went to dinner. I didn't have a choice. I was fucking falling asleep on the ride home. Yeah, it's not usually usually not a good idea. Tends not to be. No, my car is good about that. If I go off the road, it goes. So
1: yeah, my mom's got a car like that with the whole like. Anytime you're too close to somebody, the mirrors lights start blinking, and there's a little like no, like you said, a little alert that happens if you go too close to the other lane or what have
2: you. Yeah, don't have the don't have the the mirror lights, but uh, my car does. Tell me if I'm too close and even if I'm about to get into an accident.
3: Hmm.
2: Well, at least it warns me.
1: (laughs) Hey, (laughs) uh, you're about to die. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I want to say something, but I'm not going to say something. It's nothing racist, but it's extremely offensive. So anyway, uh, Smart,
2: you had a few articles that you might want to go ahead and bring up right about now.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it's very distasteful to make a Paul Walker joke. So um, <laughs> it was his birthday recently. I think we have same same day. I think. Well,
2: well, you know, Fast and Furious, uh, the first one did come out twenty years ago uh, this month. Mm, Interesting. Just, just to, just to throw that little uh, fact grenade out there that can blow up later.
1: Go ahead. Very interesting, well, speaking of sleep, I think you can sleep a little bit easier, knowing that it is being reported that old Pete Dunn has resigned with the wWE for three years. I know this is weighing heavily on your mind.
2: Oh, I mean, I told you I haven't been sleeping well now you know why I was not sure whether or not Pete Dunn
1: was resigning with the- fuck this guy, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I genuinely feel bad for this guy. It's not like he's one of my favorite wrestlers or anything, but did the way that your contract was structured, did you ever like fucking land on a double whammy? There were so many big names out there, and like, ugh. (laughs) Just everyone that was of a bigger name value did end up going on Twitter, which I guess works out for him. Because it's like, well, I mean, you you guys got money if I can give some to me.
2: Yeah. But I mean, listen, man, this company, you know, at at this point, NXT is going to be, this is going to become like a fucking grindhouse, man. They're just going to bring them in. Whoever doesn't work. Bye bye. Mm -hmm. I I think we're going to see these uh, purges, if you will, um, a little more frequently in NXT.
1: Yeah. I, I really do. I kind of wonder what happened though, because like in the article here that I'm getting it from over at uh, F4W Online, the Old Observer says 2017, Dunn made his WWE debut as part of the United Kingdom Championship Tournament. And I remember watching that, and I remember the kind of buzz that he was generating off of that tournament. And there's like, there's a little talk of like maybe having him feud with like maybe Regal or Triple H or something like that. Like he was, he was kind of one of the breakthrough, if there even was one. I would say he was the breakthrough star of that tournament. And then just where we are, where we are now. They,
2: they, 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 they figured out he sucks.
1: I guess, I mean, they didn't, they, well, I think they put him with other people that also aren't very charismatic. So, I mean, he was, but other than that, like, because he, he was in the uh, Pat McAfee group, but that was all, that was all McAfee in his promos.
2: They put him with Matt fucking Riddle.
1: Mm, well, that's true. That they, they, they did try, I guess. I can't blame him there. They, they gave him the best they could, they could give him, I guess.
2: They gave him a charisma fucking magnet.
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember that now, the old, uh, there's a pairing for the Dusty Classic. I think they briefly held the NXT belts.
2: Yep, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, they 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 tried. I mean, I, I know the character was well, supposed to be, you know, the, the odd couple. I get it. But I don't know. I just find the guy very dry. Even his mo- moves, I find dry. I just, I... Well, there was a
1: period in time there where everybody was fucking using the joint manipulation shit.
2: I've manipulated some... Oh, forget it. All right. Uh, I I just...
1: I don't know. I, I, I just think the guy is bland, dry. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to argue that point at this point, but I don't know, it just seemed like he was going to have some potential to develop, and I guess he just never really quite did. He's always kind of just been what you see is what you get. Well, it's
2: great, but yeah, you do need to develop a little bit, maybe evolve a little bit even, you know, Mm -hmm. show some sort of personality is all I'm saying. You don't always have to be the big brooding, look what I can do, give me your finger. Mm. Motherfucker, I got two feet and a fucking and
1: another hand. Fuck you. I think we're finally starting to get out of that realm of things too, because there was a while there where like a lot of the independent wrestlers were all just trying to be like UFC fighters, but in wrestling. Like,
2: well, you cut out there for a second, smart.
1: It's because that was that market got so oversaturated so quickly. Mm. Yeah, you cut out there for for a second, but gotcha, gotcha. Oh, no, I was just saying real quick, I think that we've got, we've gotten out of that, but there was a period in time they were like everybody in the independent scene wanted to be strong style, badass, tough guy. Uh-huh. And it just got to the point where it became so fucking oversaturated that that became everybody's gimmick and like nobody stood out because everybody was doing it.
2: Yeah, which is why they made Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. So now once a year they get to do that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Good for them. You know, that kind of works shoot were a uh, style.
1: it's actually I I do dig that show. Those I have seen the majority of them. They're, they're usually pretty fun, but that's like you said because it's a once a year you know thing. Mhm.
2: Yeah, and I mean I saw the first one. So, that's, yeah. that's about all I saw, but yeah, I mean, at least you know, but you're right. At at one point everybody was trying to be that that and it's kind of still going if you think about it. I mean every Oh I mean, yeah, I are. mean those
1: wrestlers haven't died out, but I'm saying like the new batch of like kind of people on the independent scene, it's almost overcorrected themselves because you got a lot of people that are just like overly corny at this point. They're like super gimmicked up right? because you got like, I don't know, you got people like War Horse out there now. You got Dan Housen out there now. Just other people that are like kind of trying to follow the Orange Cassidy motto or mold of just being a character instead of trying to be a tough guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No.
2: Now, you said Dan Houser, and did you go,
1: did you? I mean, I, I'm not going to say that I audibly groaned. I, I think that's pretty uh, decipherable in the audio. <laughs> I think you did. Okay. <laughs> well, let's just say not everybody's a fan. I mean, All I hear is, the guy's fucking awesome. I, I've watched, I've tried, It's it's not for me. So the guy and I say that as somebody who is quite unapologetically a fan of some of the cornier, more sticky type things. I loved me some Chikara while it ran, but there's even there's just a little bit too much for me, man.
2: Now I, I gotta say,
1: I mean, what is the gimmick? Oh boy! Okay, that's, that's Disney horror. I guess is like, okay. trying to do, like, a PG version of, like, the Ray Wyatt character of, like, spooky, mysterious guy. But, like, he's kind of corny and he he doesn't swear as part of his chick.
2: Sounds like, 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 like Drop Dead Fred kind of guy.
1: Yeah, kind of. Like, he, he, I don't know if he still does this, but when I was watching, he would, like, kept a jar of teeth that he would bring to the ring So it was like, it was supposed to be this kind of, it was a dark character, like, at at least in concept, but then, of course, it was obviously, like, played for a little bit more of a campy, silly, you know, I don't want to say, like, Freddy Krueger, but, like, kind of in that vein of it was a little bit more schick than it was, like, you know, you would get from, like, a Halloween or, you know, Friday the 13th, that kind of thing.
2: Okay. I still have to watch it and see what I think from there.
1: Yeah, I, they, they used to do this one spot where uh, I think you would like it if you were a fan of uh, fucking Pee-wee Herman and I can't remember the movie, but that, that the part where he's in the biker bar and they're playing that song Tequila, he would do that a lot. Ah,
2: that was in um, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mm, okay. Yes, yes, it was, and he was in a biker bar. Good movie.
1: I haven't. I never really saw it. That was a little bit like after, or a little bit before my time in terms of like children's television. I kind of missed that part of it. Well, by your time, he had already probably jerked off in a theater. Mm -hmm. That honest to god was what he was known for when I was growing up, and I like I knew kind of enough to know that he did that.
2: You know, the funny thing is, I don't know why. Not funny, but the strange thing is, for some reason. For some strange reason, people think he got caught for like pedophilia or something. Right. I've heard many people, many, many people have been like, "No, he did not."
1: I think. Well, I think some of that. I don't know. Like, I, I can't speak for these the people that believe that, but I think. What he did technically does count as a sex offense, Was technically does make him a sex offender. And when you hear that verbiage, you tend to think of a much more egregious type of crime. All right. OK,
2: I could go with that. But really, he didn't. I mean, he wasn't on stage with kids very much. He was usually on stage with adults. I mean, Phil Hartman was part of part of his show. Uh, at that time, it was uh, Larry Fishburne. It wasn't Lawrence yet. Mm hmm. Um, so, you know, um, you know, those are the people that he was working with at that time. And, you know, he just, it's just very odd that that's, but I think you're right with that. That's probably exactly what people think when all they hear is, you know, a, a sex offense. And I mean, he was just jerking off in a theater. That's what you were supposed to do in
1: that theater. Well, I mean, if you get caught taking a piss in public or whatever, you get a little drunk or whatever, and they catch you peeing on the the side of a building. Yeah. You become a sex offender. And, like, I would let somebody who, like, got drunk and peed on the side of a building watch my kid versus somebody who, you know, spent some time at a summer camp. Well, yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. But uh, I don't know, man. I like Pee Wee when I was a kid. I'll still watch some Pee Wee. It's Cool. Cool.
1: I tried they would they used to show it on IFC a couple years ago they would show it on IFC like late at night and I tried to get into it but it was just one of those things where just certain shows you had to have been a child or like kind of a certain age to have been able to appreciate it mhm mm. cuz I, I, I tried that. that with Star Wars too and I felt like if I would have watched Star Wars as a kid and not instead of a grown man I would have probably appreciated it more yeah my kids watched uh
2: I have some of the Pee Wee's Playhouse discs And they watch yeah. it And it's it's still
1: pretty cool It's not bad It still holds up I mean it's definitely creative It was just I, I just missed a boat It was just one of those things I missed a boat on You really realize he was
2: definitely
1: Trying to fuck the uh,
2: What was her name? The one girl Oh
1: god Large March? No that was in the movie Okay. Yeah, I think... Was she like a redhead? Yes. Yeah, I can look it up real quick, but I can't give you a name. I just only vaguely remember. I can't remember uh, her name right now. <laughs> suddenly, as we were talking about Pee-wee Herman, I noticed that the chat
2: exploded, so that's an interesting... That's what happened, and Large Marge was in also in Pee-wee's Big Adventure.
1: Let's see. Fucking A. It's going to take a second, but I, we will eventually get to the bottom of this here mystery. Yeah,
2: because that's when he... um. That's when he left the bar that you were talking about
1: earlier. He knocked over uh, a bunch of, I call them bicycles, Uh, motorcycles. Yeah. Tell them large Marge sent you.
2: Okay, let's
1: see. Miss.
2: I can't think of it. I want to say Miss Luann, but I'm wrong.
1: Yvonne?
2: Yes, Miss Yvonne.
1: Just trying to make sure that I was reading that properly. Because there was a Miss Yvonne uh, Yvonne and a Miss Renee.
2: Yeah, I think they switched at one point. Uh, She got in Um, Maybe, or one was before. I can't remember, but it was Miss Yvonne. He was definitely trying to to bang Miss Yvonne. And Miss Yvonne wanted it. Um, If you listen to the show enough, it was there.
1: Let's take a look because they're showing her like current day. So I'm going to have to do some reconnaissance here and pull up some older pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you weirdo. Because I mean, even, I mean, uh, you know, she's just a little bit older nowadays. Well, 1946. Yeah. So, yeah. eh, eh, I guess. All right. <laughs> if anybody else wants to share in the chat whether or not they would have this, tomorrow. if anybody else
2: wants to do a little Google search on themselves <laughs> tell us smash or pass um, <laughs> uh, poor fucking Roman Reigns has to go out there and use the word smash a hundred times and all anyone's thinking is smash or pass smash or pass <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: actually, hold on a second. Uh-oh. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right. I, I, I I'm seeing better photos here. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> well, Scott from It's pathetic with Scott and Rye weighs in and says, "Depends on my mood." Hmm. That's very thoughtful. I, I like that he that he's giving this the the proper credence that it deserves. They,
2: oh yeah, that's that's that that's her all right. Hmm. Okay. Oh, oh, that's her. Okay. Up, oh, pathetic said. Up, def- oh, pathetic went up. That's it. Definitely, definitely.
1: Okay. Now, you, you, I'm not going to require anybody else in the chat to weigh in on this, but I'm going to ask you personally. You think he ever got like bored? Just hypothetically, let's say that Pee Wee Herman was a real person and that Pee Lee's Playhouse was a real place. You Think he ever just got bored one day and he was just kind of like looking at the chair? One thing led to another. Probably. Yeah. I wouldn't have blamed him. I mean, I think it's his basic curiosity at that point.
2: Cherry. Mm-hmm. Jerry did have a sweet little voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the king of Cartoons broke it up before anything serious popped oh, up. Don't worry the, about it. The King
2: of Cartoons. That fucking show was awesome, man. I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. I mean, I just said I only watched like two or three episodes of it, but I remember half the fucking cast, so it did something and? right. Yeah?
2: Yeah, there you go, man So anyway, once again, we veered off a little bit there But uh, chatroom seems to enjoy the veering off um, But uh, Spark, we had a couple more things To get into, and then we'll talk A little NXT And then I guess I will Let uh, You get an AEW Because I didn't get to watch a damn
1: minute Of it tonight Alright, sounds like a plan For me Uh, So it was a matter of debate whether or not we actually personally talked about this or not. But there was a rumor circulating that um, Adam Cole, prior to his departure from WWE, was going to be called up to the main roster. And he essentially, it was being described as he was going to have the gimmick that Leo Rush had with uh, Lashley, but it would be for Keith Lee. He would basically just be like Keith Keith Lee's hype man. There we go. Mm -hmm. First try every time, but but he would be his manager as Angela. He wouldn't be wrestling as much. He would be more of just a regular, your standard crony, as it were. And um, and I had this pulled up, but then my dog decided that she was going to get in the way. There we go. Adam Cole confirmed to TV Insider that he had not heard plans to become a manager, and so basically he debunked it as being bullshit. Yeah, and I'm
2: 99.9% sure we did not talk about this because I kind of thought it was bullshit, too. It just didn't sound... I'm like, you know, even though Mr. It's Such Good Shit might have thought of something like this, I don't... I, Not for an Adam Cole. I really don't think so. Um, and it says that he never heard it from Vince himself. So... uh I don't know. Maybe I mean, maybe, I I don't know. Again, I think sometimes people just literally call like get drunk and call Melter in the middle of the night, and they're like, hey, "Check this story out, man." So, Adam Cole, right? Shut
1: up, shut up! I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna tell
2: him. Adam Cole, all right? He goes, he goes, Keith Lee, manager, kind of like Rush, Leo, Leo. Leo, Rush. Print it, man, later. <laughs> and, no and Dave goes, flesh. let me fill in these blanks. Okay. <laughs>
1: right. You know for a fact that there had to have been plenty of wrestlers that would just occasionally call him up and just make <laughs> up shit to amuse themselves on like a long road trip.
2: I would have loved to have heard Dave's, vo- Dave's voicemail in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> or just a bunch of really shitty like
2: bad wrestler impressions. He probably has that like in his like dying wishes. Burn the voicemail tapes.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, see, I would become a subscriber if he were to release any of those tapes. That's something I actually want. <laughs> it's just like his daily voicemail messages. of just like people wishing death upon him. People just making fun of him. Bad wrestler impressions. Fake news articles. Stories news he got wrong. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I'm telling you, man. I wonder how many have drunk called him. Just totally fucked up, called Melter, told him this bullshit story. I guarantee Michael Hayes is probably guilty of at least fifteen or twenty of those. Just, you know, him, <laughs> a bottle of all. wild turkey, and a fucking cell phone's all you need.
1: <laughs> well, th- I I imagine those were pretty easy to like kind of swipe out and kind of <laughs> snoop out because I just imagine every one of those had fucking Bad Street playing in the background at an extremely high volume.
2: And at one point he would go doot doot doot.
1: All right. Okay. Singing along while I'm giving the fake news. At- Hold on, Dave. Atlanta GA. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Turn that shit up, Jerry.
4: Oh,
2: shit. I would love to hear. Oh, God. I would love to hear one of those. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> oh. Michael Hayes and a bottle of wild turkey. Boy, I would, I would, I I don't even like whiskey and I would sit and drink with that man. I would drink it with that man. I would fucking do it with a smile on my face too. I'll bet that man has some stories that would just blow your fucking mind. Oh, anyway. Uh, yeah. So anyway, this Adam Cole story, I kind of thought it was BS and, um, I don't know. That's, and you obviously didn't bring it up either. So maybe we both thought it was bullshit. Who knows? So, all right. I guess we'll move on from that. Spark, so we got one that we kind of both had here, and I didn't realize it, and neither did you. So why don't you go ahead and start it, and I've actually got some TMZ audio that we can play with this story
1: right, oh, lads, do it. This is from MSN.com, the ever-reliable source for your wrestling information. Former WWE Superstar, I'm going to add Superstar, why not? Hey, you know, have fun with it. Al Snow's grappling skills came in handy on Thursday as he saved a child's life by pulling him from a riptide in Destin Beach, Florida. Snow, whose real name, why is that necessary, is (laughs) Alan Servin, I guess, grew famous in the 1990s with gimmicks such as talking to a mannequin head and wearing a mask to wrestle as the Ninja Ranger. Let's see in an interview with TMZ, Snow said he heard yelling from the ocean, then saw a young boy struggling to reach his floating device. The 58-year-old then jumped into action. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, man, I, I'll I'll tell you, it's good to uh, it's good to hear the story. It's good that they were both back, and I his mind went where I believe everyone else's mind is going right now. Uh, Shad.
1: Oh yes, of course, it, it does kind of. Say that in the article. Right. Um, I don't know if that's part of the audio that you have, but he said the the, the incident reminded Snow of Shad Jasper who mm-hmm. died while swimming in, the Cal- in California's Marina del Rey Beach with his then 10-year-old son last May. Once the boy and his mom were reunited, they came to Snow to thank him. The boy then called Snow a bodybuilder, stoking Snow's ego a bit.
2: Bro, Snow does look pretty fucking badass at this age. So anyway, we got, uh, about two minutes, uh, two, two minutes, 11 seconds here of audio. And let's go ahead and play it real quick from this little, uh,
0: this awesome fucking story. Here we go. I didn't do anything that anybody else wouldn't have done, but I just was, we were, uh, a friend of mine and we were out in the water, um, at the, in Destin beach here. Um, and, uh, uh, I started hearing, um, some people yelling and, uh, I looked over and, um, I saw a little boy. He was starting to. He was trying to swim, and um, trying to reach his where his raft or his float. And uh, as the, wa- the water was pretty rough, especially in one particular area, and um, I think the rip tide had caught him because every time he a wave would come in, it would pull him, start to pull him further and further out. And I could see he was start to panic. And uh, I heard the mom screaming, "You know, you know, somebody help him!" And um, the, uh, the lifeguard had gotten up, but I knew she wasn't going to make it in time, and I was pretty far away, but I started running through the water and tried to get over there, and um, I made it, thank God, and I caught him just by the arm, just as uh, a wave started to pull him even further out. If I had not grabbed him, I think he'd have probably, he'd went out to sea. I mean, that would have been it, and uh, pulled him in, told him to hold on, and, uh, you know, uh, thought, honestly, for a moment, I thought of uh, Shag Gaspard for a second, because um, a wave took us both under right then. And then, uh, I was able to stay up and hand him off to, uh, to the lifeguard. And, um, I made my way back across to my friend and we went up on the beach and I (laughs) felt like I was about to collapse. I was, (laughs) I was exhausted. What was the reaction of
2: everybody? Uh, uh, how did the the
0: mom ran out in the water and, 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 you know, she grabbed her son and, and she was crying and she said, thank you. And then when we were up on the beach, uh, she and, and, and his name's Braden uh, came up and, and thanked me again. And, uh, she said that, uh, you know, Brayden said, uh, the, the bodybuilder, uh, saved me. And I was like, Ooh, I, I must look pretty good. <laughs> so <thankfully, laughs> Nobody was, nobody was hurt. Uh, you know, he just, I think he was you know, rightful. He was, he was really scared. He was really shaken up at first.
2: There you go. So, yeah, like I said, his, uh, his mind, I think went where a lot of ours, uh, Ours probably would have did go as this story was being told, but um, you know, always great to hear a good story. You know, both him and the you know the kid are fine, doing well, and uh, it's just always good to hear these stories. Finally, when you know, it, a lot of times wrestlers don't make the news for good stuff. Let's just put it that way,
1: right? Yeah, of course.
2: So, always great when they do make the news for something awesome they did like this. And uh, there you go with that. So I guess that was um, about all we got with that.
1: I'll give him credit, though. He, he's a worker because he was like, yeah, he called me a bodybuilder. You hear that, Vince? Huh? huh? Kid me.
2: Guess I'm looking pretty fucking good, huh? <laughs> Vince. <laughs> what does everybody want? To be saved
1: by Al Snow. That's right. <laughs> He's like walking away, and the kid's like, Thanks, Avatar. Aww. <laughs> it's like, ah, you fucking little smirky bastard. Thanks, Levi. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your opinion on Savage and Steamboat sucks.
4: <laughs> that would have been awesome. <sighs>
2: I was walking away, and the kid goes, Hey, your opinion on Steamboat sucks. I didn't know what to do. I went back. I threw him in the fucking water.
1: All
0: right. I
2: found the hardest riptide I could find and tossed his ass back in the water. Then looked at his mom and said, What does everybody want? Okay. (laughs) There's son back. Okay. (laughs) All right, you swallowed your microphone again. Oh
1: no, I'm saying that All
2: right, let's. I think we should move on. I, I really do. So, we had NXT 2.0, smart Yes. Begin last night. Obviously, we know Triple H is uh, kind of on the shelf right now. Had some, uh, some. Uh, what well, a cardiac event was what was the word they used, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a little bit of this. I did see some, but not all of it. Um, I saw some of the wedding. Which actually went through. Yes,
1: yeah, so that was the swerve. The big swerve in this was that it actually fucking happened. Well, he had a hatchet. That's a good way to get the wedding to go through, too. Though
2: I mean, you know, listen, if you're gonna be packing, pack something. I hatchet's very good. Obviously, that was a very concealable weapon.
1: I like that. I like that. Is is this sort of kind of alluding to the fact that old Dexter Loomis might be a juggalo? Is that where they're gonna go with this? Possibly. I don't know.
2: The insane clown posse. All I was saying is that was a very smooth way to just you know conceal a hatchet. I was very impressed. Indeed. As a concealed carry guy myself,
1: I was impressed. What particularly makes me laugh about this is we saw this last week with the, they were doing the bachelor slash bachelorette parties. The idea is that Dexter Loomis' whole thing is that he's like a serial killer. Or at the very least, they don't quite say maybe say serial killer. But the whole idea is that that's it's implied. Mm-hmm. But he has a whole cast of, like, a whole Grimm's party of just, like, other wrestlers that are his friend, even though he's, like, a serial killer. And then on indie side of it is just, like, a bunch of, it looks like they hired, like, random, like, actresses or strippers. Because just for whatever reason, she apparently doesn't have any friends in k Fame. Well, isn't she not from this country <laughs> you know, that actually makes perfect sense to me that WWE logic would lead you to believe that it is worse to be a foreigner than a serial killer. Well, like, but, she's even worse. She's from fucking New Zealand. Yeah, but. Oh, well, they fired old boy, so I guess they couldn't use him. Yeah, but what do you hear every time a serial killer is gone
2: He was such a nice guy. That's true. He was that's so. True. He was so. Fr- he was quiet, but so friendly and nice. But quiet, he was
1: quiet, kept to, kept to himself. You hear that one a lot. He kept to himself. Just once I would hear an interviewer, it's like, yeah, I knew that motherfucker was going to kill a <laughs> lot of people.
2: That motherfucker was crazy.
1: Okay. <laughs> Look, you know, I, I saw him going through my garbage. And, you know, when I told him to stop, he sort of pulled the switchblade down on at me. And I was like, you know, this guy's, this guy's giving me a bit of a reason for concern. I told every fucking neighbor he's cutting people up. Not one motherfucker
2: believed me here. Okay. Now what y'all say?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? That, that's the no, that, oh, that that got me excited because that's like kind of a plot, a recurring plot in like so many fucking slasher movies. Is like there's always the one guy that's like, I wouldn't go there because you know, 20 years ago, a bunch of teens got murdered at that campsite, and they're always like, Oh, fuck you, crazy old Joe, and they go anyway, and then a bunch of them die, and it's like, it was he really that crazy? He was like, Hey, you know, that's probably not safe. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. Again, go
2: armed. If you're going to go, bring a hatchet at least. Mm -hmm. Um, So, anyway, smart NXT 2.0. Let me just start right away. New logo. What do you
1: think?
3: Uh,
1: The logo isn't so bad. It's just everything that they use to accentuate the logo is, like, kind of an eyesore. The logo
2: makes me... uh, I mean, I'm going to just kind of be honest here it makes me think i just puked on acid mm-hmm. really I, I i honestly the color I, I don't mind the colors honestly i actually think it's kind of cool the way it is but it just looks pretty fucking trippy it does look like someone just puked on acid and said <clears throat> oh that's awesome
1: <laughs> pretty that's, much yeah
2: yeah but i mean you know it's got you know the the and the, on the left, it's got the little kind of, you know, it's got the hook on the little font, almost like a point right there. And I mean, it, it it's a, a little blocky compared to what it was, but um, different,
1: but kind of cool in a way. Yeah, I mean, it, it it does what it's supposed to do. It does symbolize a new direction that they're trying to go in. And that's about as far from the old direction as you could possibly go in terms of stylistically.
2: Yeah, and they had a few things happen last night. Um, I I guess the first thing we should actually do is Samoa Joe Mm -hmm. put out a little one-minute, 20-second video relinquishing the title. Claiming injury. A lot of people are calling
1: bullshit. Has he even defended the title yet? No, no. He won. He beat, you know, he beat uh, Hungarian Cries at the pay-per-view, and then that was it. All right. No, I mean, he could have got hurt training or something. Who knows? You know, working out. I, you know. I kind of tend to believe it because, unfortunately, the guy's got a history. True. Like I feel bad for him, but it's just, it seems like he can't catch a break with that shit. True. So let's go ahead and start with that quick
2: one minute, 21 second video. Bang.
4: I'm NXT champion Samoa Joe. Apart from my recent return, my goals were very simple. I sought to ensure the respect and integrity due to both NXT and its championship, I sought to ensure that everybody understood that the needs of one individual will never outstrip the sum of the brand. Today, I find myself having to stand on those principles. Recently, WWE Medical has informed me that due to certain injuries, they would like to have me step away from the ring for a brief, yet still indeterminate amount of time. I realize that this week we are on the cusp of a new NXT. We are on the brink of a new era in our history. And I realize that that era deserves a fighting champion. And that's why it makes this very difficult decision. Effective immediately, I relinquish the NXT championship. Best of luck to those who will vie for it. My sincerest condolences to whoever wins. As I will be along shortly to recollect what's mine.
2: All right. That doesn't, uh, that didn't seem written to you at all. Yeah, I mean,
1: maybe a little bit, but it's, it's hard to say, you know, whether or not they kind of it's a legitimate injury and then they built that around it or they wanted to just do something to kick off the beginning of, of the new NXT and that's what they decided to do. It's hard to say. That's
2: what I mean. It almost seems like that's what he was saying is that uh, they wanted to kick it off and um, Champa became champion.
1: Right. Which I mean that kind of to me I feel like if you're going to start off new again. Mm. You kind of just put the belt back on the old guard So it kind of seems counterintuitive With the decision if they did make the decision To strip him of the belt Just so that they could kick off NXT In you know like a special way
2: But an NXT staple That's true I mean, you think NXT I mean, this is the guy that came out And, you know I believe it was when Finn Balor came out And he told him, you know, welcome to the main roster or who, who was that that he said
1: that to? That sounds, I mean, I, I remember him saying that, but I mean, that that sounds right. I think it might have been.
2: But, uh, you
1: know, I I
2: got no problems with Ciampa being champion. Don't try to say that too quickly. Um, at all. I think it's actually a good move. Like I said, he's a staple, man. He's a staple when you think about NXT. And who else to bring in the new NXT but, a staple of the old NXT. Mm-hmm. You got to have a little bit, you know, you got to have that little bit there too. Can't completely shake it up. it up. But I guess, you know, so it, it was the usual crew running things this time. I guess they said Kevin Dunn was back there running things, um, you know, Pritchard, McMahon. So just another WWE
1: production. Yep and they wasted no time making that clear because they went to the old familiar form of having somebody wrestle twice huh. or having a match get restarted.
2: Well, that's kind of like been their new little go-to lately.
1: Yes, yeah, so just having one or you know having one or perhaps multiple people work two or three times in one night for just seemingly no apparent reason. Yeah. Why not? Why not?
2: Never hurts. Um few little things I will get into real quick on NXT. Like Diamond Mine introduced their first female.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um Wow. Wow. Like this girl. I like this girl. Her name is um Ivy. What was the name? Ivy.
1: Shit. I forgot it. (laughs) <laughs> she made a lasting impression. I, I can't I'm having a hard time remembering too. Nile. Yeah, Ivy Nile. Okay, yes, Ivy Nile. Uh, Ivy Nile. Ivy Nile
2: is her name. Um wow, what a another one. They, they got a lot of girls there with some fucking hardcore physiques, man. Just some old beef to them, yeah. Well, I mean, you got that girl from the, the the one from Hit Row, you got this one now coming out. These girls are fucking ripped, man, but um I believe this girl's a former MMA fighter. Let me take a look here real let's quick. Let's see. Yep, former MMA competitor. Um, she did. She was a former MMA fighter, so uh, they picked her up. Um, let's see. Ivy Nile. There it is. Real name. Emily Anzulis. Hmm. And Zulis. A-N-D Zulis. And Zulis. So let's see something real quick here. But uh, oh, she was the winner of two thousand nineteen's no two thousand nineteen uh, the Rock
1: with that Titan Games show. Yeah, oh, yes. because that was that was the line that stuck out to me. Right, was uh, Malcolm Biffin <laughs> says that she was the star of the Spartan Games, and I was like, star? If I could, people watch that show? I guess so. it was on Hulu too. Hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and more of a platform, I suppose. Oh yeah, you can binge watch on Hulu that that show. That's never been a thing for me. I have the same problem with American Ninja Warrior because it's never just, hey, you want to watch people run obstacle course? I'm okay with that part of it. But there's always a 20-minute monologue about somebody who has a sick parent or child. Or, and it's like, I don't want to be depressed. I just want to watch people run a fucking obstacle course. Why can't you just give me American Gladiators? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> give me what NXT started out as. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh oh, how great would that have been? I, I I can think of like eight different ways they could have ended the wedding. But idea number one, maybe not even ended it, but like, okay, you, you know, actually, yeah, sure, end it. You have, they say their vows or whatever, and they, they kiss, and you know, this, that, and the third. And then as a way to kick off the celebration, you have fucking Titus O'Neil show up carrying a keg over his head. <laughs> like, it, it's perfect. I love it. And falling, of course. (laughs) Yeah, he just says, like, party time, and then, like, topples over. He did drop the keg. Oh, yeah, he he, he did, for sure. He did, he did. He dropped the keg.
2: He dropped the keg. But uh, I'm curious to see what they do with this girl. But she is one, as Dirk is saying, she is put together. I agree. She is a very put-together and very, very attractive woman. So I'm very curious to see where they go with her. I don't think I've... Don't think I've ever seen her actually wrestle.
1: I haven't. I have not seen her wrestle either. I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of hit and miss when it comes to like women like this, where it's like some of them, they do it for me, and some of them they don't. Well, she does it for me. That's all that matters. Hey, there you go. I'll <laughs> give it some time. I'll report back. I'll report back in a month or two. Speaking of a beautiful woman on NXT,
2: Mandy Rose, also. uh Gave you a new look last night, which, my God, she looks even hotter with brown hair. Beautiful. That girl's just amazing. Another one put together like a fucking shit brick house.
1: Okay, and I was talking about this in the chat, but I, I got a kick out of this. This was like arguably my favorite part of the show because she comes out there. The, she comes out to break up this tag match that's going on, right? Because uh, she's been hanging out with like Gigi Dolan and her friend. Um, they have a whole little stable going on, and they're facing the old team because you had uh, Zero and Carter. So she comes out, and they're putting it over like they have no idea who this woman could possibly be. They're like they've never seen this person in life. Who, who, who in the wild, wild world of sports could this possibly be? And meanwhile, it's Mandy Rose, but she just has a hair covering. So you can't see that she has anything has happened with her hair, but it's still, you can still see her complete face. You can still see her regular body. She's wearing like the same kind of attire that she normally does, but just without her hair. It's like, it's like the whole fucking Superman Clark Kent thing where it's like, Oh, they can't tell it's Superman. Cause he's not wearing glasses. I don't care. She still looks good. Oh yeah. She looks great. But it just made me laugh that they just put this over as like, they, there's no way anybody could have possibly known who it was. It's like, you can see her face.
2: Yeah, she came out there with J C J and G G Dolin, like you said, or G G mm-hmm. Dolan, um, <laughs> and uh, I like them both. Now, what they brought up though is everyone was commenting on the outfit that J C Jane had on. It was the same outfit that Britt Baker wore, at all out, uh, like exact, <laughs> exact. So. That was one of the things, but uh, yeah, Mandy Rose, once again, new look, brown hair, more makeup, but looking hot.
1: There you have it.
2: So there we go with the women. We had uh, Ben Buchanan, Bob Buchanan's son, who I mentioned last week, I believe, just last week, I believe they were saying he was signed. Um, He uh, made his NXT debut as uh, Brooks Jensen. Sounds like a country singer. We'll bet. So does the other guy, Josh Briggs, he came out with. They both sound like country singers. This, this literal
1: Jensen and Briggs. Right? Uh, You're definitely selling me on this. And it's not even like the good country, it's like the frat boy country. Where like they just hit the same tropes, and then they mention like somebody from the old days that actually was good. So you like you start thinking about them and not how bad their song sucks.
2: I could hear Jensen and Briggs covering Neon Moon right now. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, they sound like a fucking country band.
1: They I mean, I could go, go back to this gimmick. It's been a minute since I had like old fucking Road Dogg out there doing the the country singer gimmick with Jeff Jarrett. Oh, there you go, man. Yeah, I think we should. I, I think
2: we should do this. Uh, Christopher does It sounds like a Vince Russo thing, bro, bro. I'm telling you, the country singers, right? Oh, I'm telling, I'm telling, t- uh, bro, bro, the country singers, all right? They come out, they got to get the con- uh, the hats. We got to get the ten gallon
1: hats, bro. There's always got to be a twist. So he just like he's like, and then two weeks later, bro, they'll be gay. he's like, <laughs> why? Like, I don't know. I'm out of ideas. Did you ever see Brokeback fucking Mountain? Hey, bro. Okay, not The mountain horses, the mountain each other. The kids all love it, bro. Then, this is where the poll comes in, bro.
2: Okay. <laughs> all right. okay. Oh. In many different ways. Okay, I guess we should wait a few weeks for that one. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. It is 2021 after all. I mean, you know. That might offend someone? Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay, 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 okay. We'll skip that.
1: But, okay, I want that to be what Vince Russo pitches now. It's just a twist. He just always just makes people gay. He's like, uh, like, all right, so he, he works at a grocery store, but he's gay. And then, and then there's a poll match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right after. Of course, it's got to be a poll because it's like, no, Vince, we're going to cut you off right there.
2: <laughs> it's that great? Okay. <laughs> yes. It is <laughs> Okay
1: So she get Sonya Deville to come back mm. And she's not going to win the poll match Because she's scared of the pole Because then it's like Alright Vince
2: <laughs> It's, it's, it's phallus like You get it
1: Okay No <laughs> No <All right>. uh, <laughs> He said like 20 minutes later He's still trying to explain it Bro Bro It's Logs No Pole No
2: Okay All right. All right. Anyway. One
1: of my favorite things, and I hope it's still on, I think I saw it on YouTube, I hope it's still there, was him reviewing a New Japan show where he just pronounced every one of their names, but like each one was wrong to just an impressive amount of level. Well,
2: I'm not saying anything for that one.
1: Oh, it it can be hard sometimes. I, I know the pain. But uh it's amazing because it's as thick as Brooklyn accent. And like you would think that he might get one or two right by mistake. But no. No,
2: not at all. Not at all. But um we also before we go way too deep into this with the poll, bro. Um we had another we had another debut. It wasn't a bad one, wasn't a bad debut at all. Um but the name the name. The name is what uh, what we're all complaining about. We had the son of the legendary Rick Steiner make his in- in-ring debut. And, I, you know, his name is what? Rick Steiner.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And they brought him out as Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker, two K's. Brawn, B-R-O-N, like yes, Tron. Yes,
1: back to Brackus spelling.
2: Yes, exactly. Brawn spelled like Tron, B-R-O-N. Breaker with two K's. Okay. Um, WTF? I got nothing else. What the fuck were they thinking with this?
1: Well, I, I I I think you have to pick, you have to make a choice. Oh boy. Because, okay, I don't mind this necessarily. (laughs) If you bring him out with this stupid name and you try to make him his own person, that's fine. But then they're going to do this name that everybody hates. And then they're also going to bring him out with the Steiner fucking singlet on the the old 1990s WWF Steiner Brothers era fucking bright, multicolored singlet. So it's like make up your mind what you're going to do. He's either going to be his own person or he's not going to be his own person.
2: Well, it did match the logo. Sure, it it did match the new coloring and the logo, so I'm sure that's well. Oh, oh I'm sure that was Vince. Oh, Vince loved it. Oh, matches the logo. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this guy. Look at this. But uh, I mean, Christopher Kane, Rex Steiner is a badass name. You're right. It is. What is wrong? What do these people have against the uh, uh, the legacy of their of, of former wrestlers that they just refuse? Fucking Mike McGillicuddy. Fucking, I mean, come on. These people, they'd be better off using their fucking real last name or their, you know, what their names are known as. Steiner. What's wrong? This guy looks like a fucking Steiner.
1: He he he, he's even got a little bit of the vocal cadence, which I'm hoping at some point this just leads to him like walking into the walking around in the bag and like Samoa Joe bumps into him. And he's like, hey, watch where you're going, fat ass. And then like chainmail headdress falls from the sky. He's like, you're fine. That's it. You're finally ready. You're ready to do this.
2: (laughs) He does. He has he
1: looks like Rick, but he's got Scott's body. Mm-hmm. And he's got the Scott Steiner cadence. So if he if he can fully just if he can really get in touch with that, if he can dig and find it in his soul, to start cutting the fucking Scott Steiner promos, he, he's it's gonna be great. Well, Scott's
2: not allowed in the building, so oh no,
1: Absolutely I mean, <laughs> I'm
2: sure there's a picture of him outside of NXT too. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I, I again, it wasn't a bad debut. He came
1: out, he beat L.A. Knight. Which you know, I have no problem with that shit. It's just I felt like you would have loved this episode of NXT because <laughs> the first thing I see after NXT is over is people complaining that LA Knight lost twice in one night, and I was like, "Oh man, Bock is going to love this show." What? And somebody yeah. like uh, Brian Zane put out a tweet that was like, "Why would you have LA Knight lose twice in a row?" And like the very first comment, it has like the most likes is the clip from the fucking pop copy skit on Chappelle's show of just why. Because fuck him, that's why.
2: (laughs) Because the guy is shit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Telling you. The guy, I'm telling you, the guy is not what everyone thinks he is. He's a fucking one-trick pony. And I will not be surprised if within the next one or two rounds of releases, L.A. Knight is
1: in them. He's a good hand, but I mean, like, what are you going to get? I don't think he's somebody that you can build a future around. They're trying to build a lot of new hands,
2: and mm-hmm. a lot of good hands. They're trying to do that now. Okay,
1: so there, there's one because we've talked about it. it. Was a night of many debuts or vignettes of new characters being introduced. And I don't know if you saw this because it was it was quick, but there's a guy, Tony D'Angelo. Mm. Did you see this at all? No. I wish you would have um, let's see it's I could probably dig it up here. It's only like a minute or two long, yeah, but they're going back to his gimmick, which is sort of weird, but it's it like is actually who he is, I guess, in a sense. He's from Chicago, but he like went to college in New York and lived in New York, so his whole gimmick is that he's from Chicago, but he's your stereotypical Italian mafioso character, ah. Which I do, I did find the promo, it is a minute long, I'm going to post it, this here Mixler chat. Yeah, oh, Dirk says that,
2: uh, he thinks LA Knight's being brought up to the main roster. Mm. That'll give me another reason not to watch. But please, bring him to SmackDown, because I'm doing Hollywood Hangout during SmackDown anyway, I don't really give two shits.
1: That's the thing, like, as ridiculous and far-fetched as it seems... That's how they move people up. That's how they give people belts and push people is they just have them lose a bunch, and then suddenly they win a big match. Um,
2: But that guy. That guy. I mean, you know. All right, let me do this. Okay, here we go. Let me skip the trial of YouTube Premium, please. Let me get some volume over here on the little mixer, mixer, mixer. Here we go. Let's start with that much.
1: You see, I was born and raised
2: in the streets of Chicago. And I come from a long line of businessmen. You see, my family has interests in waste management, the fish market, the meat market, you name it. But I found success in my own way. Amateur wrestling at the University of Buffalo.
0: And I was even named All-American for the Greco-Roman style. But my family, they smart me up, because let's face
2: it, there's no real money to be made in amateur wrestling.
0: But you know what a real money is? NXT.
2: First of all, he's got a little bit of a De Niro look to him. Mm-hmm. He have a young De Niro look. He's got the De Niro look to him. Second, I love that he's kind of kicking in the Chicago with the New York.
1: See, when I saw this promo, I immediately paused. I was watching the Hulu version. I immediately paused and began doing a deep dive as to whether or not, who I, if I could figure out, find out who this guy is mm. and if I could verify this claim. Because as soon as the promo kicks in, he goes, I'm from Chicago. I said, no, you're not. You're a fucking liar. Do not lie to me, son. No, I think he's got a little bit of the Chicago with the New York. Mm-hmm. I reckon so because I looked and I verified – the claim has been verified. He actually indeed was from or is from Chicago. I found his LinkedIn page, oh. <laughs> which is funny because he has uh, – and I can try to f- post it here in the old Mixler chat, but he has – NXT listed on his LinkedIn, on his resume. And then it's like he was a server at Denny's and then a substitute teacher. And he worked as like a delivery driver for a pizza place in New York.
2: That's ballsy. Um, Man, it's
1: uh, a little odd for 2021. (laughs) It was, you know, because, okay, his name, (laughs) his actual name. Is Joe, and I'm going to spell it because it sounds like Areola, but it it can't be Areola. It's J Joe. Well, I'm not going to spell Joe for you. You fucking know how to do that. A R I O L A. That's Areola. Yeah. I think I swear to God we've had to have talked about this guy before while talking about their new class of signings because I remember distinctly the argument of is this Areola, is this not Areola? And they were yeah. gonna post the mix the LinkedIn profile. Which is weird that it's so easy to find out about these people.
2: I just remember now we did talk about this guy when he was when he when he was assigning because of the but, last name. But uh looks like the oh yeah, that's definitely him. Looks like he's uh Oh, wow. Substitute teacher. Yeah. Crystal Lake, Lake, Illinois, Buffalo, New York, Buffalo, New York. Wow.
1: Wow. It even tells what high school he went
2: to. Jesus
1: Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, if anybody wants to stalk him, it is apparently really easy to do because this took me about five minutes.
2: Looks like he was uh, at one point thinking about getting into uh, real estate. Looks like he went to a real estate school. Not bad. Always nice always good to have a real estate license.
1: It makes me laugh because like the shortest stint I guess it's a tie, but the the, the shortest stint is substitute teacher for six months. Usually he just tried that and he was like, Man,
2: fuck this. Well, he was also a sales associate for Niagara Bike Rentals for nine months. He was a server at Bob Evans for ten months. He was uh yeah, the delivery driver six months. Yeah, I would say fuck that. But he was the the, the actually yeah, the delivery driver was six months too.
1: Yeah, so looks it's like, a tie. But I feel like he would have done that more had he have not gotten robbed, which is what I'm assuming happened because that happened. That shit happens quite a bit when it comes to delivery drivers. Looks like he
2: was trying to uh, just keep his head above water till he found something, something for him.
1: Mm-hmm. But I guess to go back to this gimmick, this character i'm like really surprised yeah i mean it, it coincides with the fact that they have the new sopranos movie coming out true so i guess that's kind of a thing but i'm just like this, this i guess it's okay because i guess it's like italians don't care but it is like this shit seems in like very stereotypical it's like they they're fucking rehashing the fbi essentially yeah but
2: it's it, it's stereotypical white guy it's okay yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess too. I don't know. I'm making dumb excuses at this point. I don't know. It is stereotypical, but let's face it, it's I mean, it this kind of stereotype has just never lost its way.
1: <laughs> no, it's, it is weird how like at, at this point the only like stereotypes that are like acceptable the only people that you're like allowed to make fun of these days is just like you can make fun of Italians and the Irish. Everyone else is like just hey, lay off them. They've had enough. And rednecks. Oh well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's three. You gotta. But yeah. I think rednecks is really more of like kind of just a lifestyle choice, and not so <laughs> much of like how you're born. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I'm from Chicago, but I've spent time in Southern Illinois and like it's every bit as hickish in Southern Illinois as it is in fucking Chattanooga or wherever. Oh, dude, that's same in South Florida, man. South Florida is mostly
2: fucking more redneck than Texas, believe it or mm-hmm. not. Well, not the area I'm in now. <laughs> the area I'm in now is pretty fucking redneck, but no big deal I like it I like being out in the country just hearing fireworks at fucking midnight for no reason oh yes yeah just shit blowing up gunshots fucking absolutely oh uh, looks like uh, everyone's uh, giving old Dan Lambert I'm gonna have to go back and watch AEW
1: yeah I this is I was unfortunately missed that promo and I am going to double back and take a look at that because i fuck i love his promos oh Paige van zandt was out there with him she's she's wonderful to look at um i i, I slightly feel bad for her because i have never seen somebody have their only fans page leaked as many times as i've seen hers i don't think she cares <laughs> dude i really don't <laughs> I she's she like tried to fight it for a while and then just gave up. It's like, I fucking
2: whatever. I I don't think she cares, man. But um, what else do you have on uh, AEW? Again, it was my son's birthday. We went out for dinner. I did not have time to watch it tonight, so I apologize. But uh, I got two birthdays in September now. I have one on the 9th and one on the 15th. So I have have a a new 2-year-old and a new 13-year-old. Oh, my Lord. I have a teenager and a 2-year-old. Someone kill me.
1: Well, I guess it was kind of the night of women that were really attractive that you did not expect to see. Because you're like, we were just saying Paige Van Sant was there with Dan Lambert. And Rosario Dawson was also in the mix tonight. Really? Yes. Malachi Black came out to the ring. He was cutting a promo, kind of talking shit about Cody. And then they cut to somebody, just a figure wearing a hoodie, wearing like the old Cody Rhodes hoodie. And like, you couldn't tell at first, but they're like, oh, my God, that's Rosario Dawson's here. And so like Malachi Black comes out and she's like talking shit to her and she ends up like jumping on his back. And he's like having the hardest time in the world trying to get this like 115 pound woman off of his back. And I think that's not because I think more than anything, it's because he just wanted that to happen for an extended period of time. <laughs> I think he could have gotten her off as, as quickly as possible. But he was like, you know, I'm just going to gonna lay in this for a minute. Ah, I
2: don't blame him. I don't blame him one bit.
1: <laughs> so then, of course, this leads to the triumphant return of Cody Rhodes. Mm. Cody Rhodes is back. I'm just going to like start blending his name together so I, I don't have to talk to him about him for an extended period of time. And there was a they they brawled outside for a while. They like outside. They went through the over the barricade and they were brawling on the outside for what felt like an eternity because it was a Cody segment. I started looking at circular saws, Um, (laughs) and they went to a commercial. I'll I'll post a little like somebody posted it on Twitter here of her. Uh, It's just you don't have to play it, but I'm just as you can so you can see it. There's a guy who's wearing a rather fucking sweet dusty roads costume too awesome because it's like it's great because they he it's not even like he spent time like creating this elaborate cosplay he just like bought a costume from the party store <laughs> which is like way better uh, you'll see in a second here there you go it's on the old mixler chat so that was a thing uh, there was a lot of just people, unfortunately, like the, the matches were pretty decent, but there was just a lot of people who I just didn't kind of give a fuck about this sh- episode. Cause you had a Sean Spears match, Sean Spears wrestled Darby Allen. You had a FTR match, Cody Rhodes came back. So there was just like, I, up until the main event, it was kind of littered with people who I cared very little for. Yeah. Now I'm,
2: I am a bit confused. What does Rosario Dawson have to do with this?
1: Uh, she's on the Ego Big show. I guess they're doing season oh. two. They're on that show together. I had no idea for a minute either. I was like, okay, like I'm glad to see her, but what the fuck does she have to do with anything? Yeah, I would I would definitely let her stay on my
2: back for a good two, three hours. hmm Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nice uh, Cody out there dressed like the devil mm-hmm. in his red suit. Fucking red suit. I'm looking
1: for the uh, dusty guy. In the crowd. Is he in the crowd? Uh, yeah, he's in the crowd. I posted the link um, before you even hit play. It's like in the uh, thumbnail. Oh, all right. Hold on me.
2: Me, didn't let me, Hold on. I'm, I, I kind of went to full screen so I could see Rosario Dawson. In, oh, yeah, I'm oh yeah. Flex. There you go, girl. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> hold on a second. I'm, I'm getting there, Spark. All right, let me back up the video here. Oh, I see it there.
1: Hmm. I see. It. Yeah, it's amazing. Like I, somebody bought like a full-on adult-sized Dusty Rhodes costume and wore it, and it, it, it was great.
2: It's the body and all. It's
1: awesome. Hmm. Like for those who can't see it, it's even. It's like it's like they sell for the kids' outfits where even the arms are like kind of the fabric of the ar- like arms because it's like a full sleeve oh. costume. And like from head to toe, it's completely like painted up, where it would be like how Dusty Rhodes used to wear the old polka dot singlet.
3: Mm.
2: That was fucking awesome, right there. Absolutely awesome. And yes, Christopher so, Kane, you are correct. She is married to the New Jersey Senator Cory Booker. Interesting. I, 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 I do not hold that against her. I hold something else against her, but not that. no oh What else you got on AEW, Mark?
1: Um, The opening match was Adam Cole versus uh, Frankie Kazarian. That was pretty good. Adam Cole won that one, of course. That went for probably about a good 15 minutes or so, I would say. You would have been happy. There was a Jade Cargill match. She took on, uh, what's her name? Ah, uh, the Russian lady, this tiny Layla Hirsch. There Layla
2: is. Hirsch, I like both of them.
1: Yes, but I, mean, I actually, I'm, i I actually enjoy her quite a bit too. She had a good match with uh, Camille, the empower. Her whole thing is basically she just suplexes the shit out of everybody. So she's basically doing a female Taz gimmick. Hmm. Okay, I. I... <laughs> good. It was a particularly good segment where MJF comes out and he cuts a promo on Brian Pillman and everything, and he keeps you know, making fun of his mom and calling his family's legacy a sham and all of this shit. And then like, it's a typical MJF promo, but it's a good promo. But the part of it that I like is they cut to a pre-taped segment with Jim Ross interviewing Brian Pillman Jr. and he's just fucking laying into him. <laughs> Cause he's like, when I left, when I left the arena last week, I was sad because that man completely desecrated your legacy, and you let him do it. You're gonna have to beat him, or if you ever want to make good on your family's name. And I'm just like, Jim Ross is just fucking laying into this poor kid, and he's trying his best to cut a promo, but like, he's already starting at a deficit. So I felt a little bad for him.
2: Jr. is like, I'm pretending you're Vince right now, okay? Don't worry about it. I'm sorry, I had a little flashback there.
1: <laughs> Working through some things. Working. <laughs>
2: Trying to work shit out, you know? Just, uh, sorry about that. I didn't mean to. I was like when Bruce Lee lost his shit in that Enter the Dragon movie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, I, I for sure, I thought I was
1: in a dream. <laughs> oh, my God. There's God damn it, get your
2: family name back. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Flashback.
1: <laughs> my God. There's a new fucking. I'm, I'm looking through Twitter to see if there's anything that I had forgotten. There's a new Cody Rhodes t shirt. And it, it's terrible. It's just I can't make a joke about it. It just okay. looks stupid. Okay. I mean, oh, all right. Let's see here. Let me check this bad boy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is definitely. So actually, I can't make a joke about this. This is definitely something Jerry Lawler would wear that everybody <laughs> would make fun of him for. This. It's. It's the tattoo on
2: Cody's neck. It's. Uh, it's two color. It's. It's. Mm-hmm. It's on a black tee. It's uh it's blue with orange, basically fire. It's the the tattoo on Cody's neck basically just on fire and being burnt
1: apart. <laughs> Which may be a foreboding sign of the future when some poor unfortunate tattoo artist has to like get this off of his body. Oh, and
2: you know what? It's three color. There's white in there also. So it's white, blue, and orange. Um this is uh <laughs> this I mean, y- you know who would love this? Uh, this is Triple H, dude. Mm-hmm. Triple H would. Uh, Triple H is going to buy one of these. You know that, right?
1: <laughs> it's gonna be like a picture of him in the hospital bed with like a thumbs up, wearing the fucking Cody Rhodes t-shirt. Stephanie's got her back turned. <laughs> Just that's it. Stephanie's in a hoodie in the background. <laughs> <laughs> She's in a hoodie and she has her back to the camera. Just yes, like full on, not taking any chances. <laughs> but you can tell because of her fucking man legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't even see her face, but you know she's scowling because it's just
2: Stephanie. It's Stephanie, you know, yeah. Man, Triple H, what did you do, brother?
1: Oh, but uh, yeah. all right. What else on AEW or uh, or is that it? We're reaching, we're reaching an end here Like I said FTR was uh, They took on Dante Martin And Matt Seidel FTR ended up winning that one uh, We were talking about the Dan Lambert Promo I didn't like I just said I didn't Get to see it but apparently Jericho and Hager came out to interrupt them Because they were, the whole thing is just You know if there's a real real man in the back There that can shut us up come and do it So they came out and they're going to Have a match on I believe it's the Dina, episode of Dynamite next week because they're, they're they're promoting both of them pretty heavily. Dynamite and Rampage are both going to be two hours next week, and I believe it's the Dynamite next week that they're going to they're going to be wrestling on. So that should be interesting.
2: It's a good time to get Tyson back on.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, there's there, there's great there's a great little promo by Sean Spears where he's like talking about Darby Allen. He's like, Darby, you you have the gall to call me generic. Like, yeah, yeah, it checks out. <laughs> like I like how in K now they're even kayfabe, they're just saying that you're like you're fucking boring. They're giving him the Lance Storm gimmick. The shoe fits, Mark. Um mm-hmm. so Darby Allen ended up winning that match. I guess their feud's gonna keep going. I don't really care. Um <laughs> there was a little little interaction between Taz and Punk. Taz was talking some shit, Punk got up, Hook stood up to him, which made me laugh because poor Hook is like two inches smaller than Punk, who's not a tall man himself, but then Powerhouse Hobbs like blindsided him, attempted to put him through a table, the table didn't break, so unfortunately there was some like uh, kind of a flashback to, when Ryback tried to put him through a table and it didn't work. These tables are getting fucking sturdier and sturdier, boy. Put fucking
2: Layla Hirsch and Hook in a match, that's... That's a uh, maybe. He'll look tall finally. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man. I thought Marco Stunt ran in the ring once. When he ran in, he's not a big man. He's not a big man at all. No, no, not at all, not at all. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we really haven't seen him wrestle. Still, mm-hmm. not much. What, what, what I, have we? No,
1: no, not really. No.
2: I didn't think um, so. I didn't think so. Okay.
1: So there was a confrontation between Danielson and Omega. Danielson wants to challenge Omega to a fight. Omega was saying he was talking about how hard his decision was to leave WWE. And it made me laugh because Callis came out there and he was like, oh, yes, it must have been really hard for you to take just a million dollar contract to come wrestle here and capitalize off of the work that we put into this company. And it was just like, Damn. You are fucking. Just, they just. You kept referring to him as a millionaire hippie, which made me laugh.
2: <laughs> they're fucking shooting some fucking shit on this show.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so long story hippie. short, they trade barbs for a minute, and Omega ends up or Danielson ends up issuing a challenge to Omega, which Kellis declines, and he basically gives him the "bitch, I wasn't talking to you" <laughs> vibe. So then Omega ends up accepting the challenge. They're going to wrestle next week on the live. I think that's the New York show, the Arthur Ashe show next week. So they're going to be wrestling on that. They set that up. Okay. Uh, main event was Moxley and Kingston versus 2.0. Kingston, Moxley more or less squashed them. I mean, they got some offense in. They, they, they took a good beating but they ended up winning in the end. And then you had, it's become a whole thing on the internet. There's a little bit of a sub subplot to this episode of dynamite where they talked about how short that Moxley uh, (laughs) Suzuki match was. And it's become described as the Suzuki incident of Moxley coming out. And basically they've turned Kayfabe into Moxley intentionally like cut off his music before that everybody could sing along with it. So they're building that up. They were talking about that and how just, you know, Minara Suzuki like busted his ass and he will not be disrespected. And he will not put up with the bullshit and blah, 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 so on and so forth. Ar- him and Archer cut a little promo. And then after the match, like I said, Kingston and Moxley won. Suzuki's music started playing and it like he came out and then Archer jumped Kingston from behind and they had a like good little five minute brawl. Which they haven't announced a match yet, but you know it's pretty obvious that that's where we're going. Getting ourselves a nice little tag team match, Moxley and Kingston versus Suzuki and Archer. So that should be, should be pretty good. Nice. Seems like a good show. I'm gonna have to go back
2: and watch this shit. Most definitely have to do that, man. So, uh,
1: there's some high points. There's some good matches. Like I said, there's a little too much of people I didn't care about throughout the show, but they balance that out with people that I did enjoy seeing. So, and it had some ups and some downs, but I think overall it was a pretty good show. All right. Well, nice, man. Uh, I
2: guess that's all we got then, man. I'm looking around and I don't see anything else, anything going on. So, I guess that means we wrap this motherfucker up, don't it?
1: That sounds
2: about right. Sounds about right, which means you can take your drunken ass home. And that means you guys can check out the high marks. That's right. Cheese Man Mojo G Wiz over there. Where? Mixer.com says Metal Mitt Network. That's right. There's two T's in Mitt. Do not forget when you check them out on Mixer.com. says Metal Mitt Network. Sundays, 8 30 p.m. Eastern Time. Excuse me for that one. And, of course, you got Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blaze. Check out the Inhumans over there on the Inhuman Experience. Check them out on all the usual podcast platforms. And while you're there, check out the Unscripted Wrestling Podcasts. It's Eric, it's Doug, it's Daniel. You can check him out right there on all those usual podcast platforms and, of course, Blog Talk Radio. Stephen Milan sharing the show. Listen to him reviewing some films of it. I'm sorry. Read him reviewing some films over there at letterboxd.com slash Stephen Milan. There's two L's in Milan. And don't forget, I will be reviewing Dirty Work this week, on this Friday on Hollywood Hangout. So don't forget to check that out on this that you're on right now. And you can always find me and Smark everywhere. Spreaker, iHeart, YouTube, Anchor, everywhere. Go ahead, Smark.
1: You got it, Mondays, 8.30 on the Metal Met Podcast Network here on the Mixler Machine. It is Cheese on Sports with Cheese Man, G-Wiz, Luke Birch, Matt, and myself. Be sure to check us out on Sundays, 10.30 a.m. on the Metal Met Podcast Network on the Mixler Machine. It is the Mo Dirk City Machine Guns with Mojo and with Dirk. And the last never, ever, 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 ever released is our friends at Planet Earth. Back on tour. Some kind of rack on tour podcast, Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave, sincere young nasty. All 16 episodes are available for you from season one. And season two is ongoing. So be sure to subscribe.
2: There you go. Once again, season two coming at you. Do not forget to check it out. All right. So we will be back here. Me and smart next week, next Wednesday night. Same time, same place. Once again, don't forget to catch me Friday night. Dirty work. Damn.
0: Take your truck. Drop- oh. Sit a spell. Drink Make some, some more. more. Time for the band to hit the, the door. door. We're going right home. It's time to take the band home. It's all right. Uh, if you don't know what to do